Hello, my friend. How are you feeling today? No, but seriously, how do you feel in your body right now? That feeling, interception, is what this episode with Kelly Mahler is all about. Now, I do have to admit that I am very excited for this episode, as well as honored that Kelly wanted to come onto my podcast because Kelly is basically the queen of interoception. She's an occupational therapist, author, mother, and just a wealth of knowledge, insight, and not to mention kindness. In today's episode, Kelly and I unpack everything there is to know about interoception, including what it is, why it's important, and how interoception is a key link between autism and eating disorders. We also discuss the impact of gaslighting on our overall sensory experience, the dangers of labels, and how knowledge inspires compassion when it comes to supporting someone who may struggle with interoception. Whether you yourself struggle with interoception, are the supporter or loved one of someone who does, or just want to learn more about the topic, I have no doubt you will gain so much knowledge from this wonderful conversation I had with Kelly. If you do take anything away from this episode, Kelly and I would love to hear from you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at livelabelfree and Kelly is at Kelly underscore Mahler, so that's K-E-L-L-Y underscore M-A-H-L-E-R and get in touch with us. You can also learn more about Kelly and everything she has to offer on her website, kelly-mahler.com. And without further ado, let's dive into all things interoception. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited to talk to you about all things autism and some eating disorders and, of course, the very important link, which is interoception. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be a guest on your podcast. So thanks for inviting me. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, amazing. I'm so, so excited. So for listeners who don't know who you are yet, can you give kind of a brief intro to who is Kelly and what do you do? Yeah, um, well, my name is Kelly Mahler and I'm an occupational therapist by trade. Um, I've been practicing as an OT for 20 years now. Um, I've mostly support clients that are autistic or neurodivergent. Um, and I really am very passionate about all things mental health and sensory processing. And uh, the topic we're talking about today, interoception, really marries all of that together. It really like it, it covers interoception, influences our mental health, but it, it also is a sense within all of our bodies, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about in just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So I've been very passionate about interoception for a really long time. Um, it, my own personal interoception journey has completely changed my life. I've learned a lot about myself. Um, 
it's really enhanced um, my own mental health. Um, it's still a work in progress, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sure we can talk a little bit more about that too. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I love what you say about how interoception kind of is like marries the senses and just like mental health um, and works to improve your mental health too. Because for me, I mean, that resonates so much. Like when I discovered about this, this additional sense, I think like in school, you grow up learning like the five senses. But then when I discovered I'm autistic and just be did the science nerdy stuff I did and was like wanted to discover everything about the brain and how how senses work and um yeah you discover this almost whole new world and I fell into this kind of discovery of what's interoception and um just incorporating that into my life and learning more about it has really not only improved my mental health but just like my life in general I guess um so yeah, because I mean, when I do tell people about interoception, they're like, how on earth do you discover this term or fall into this world? So um, yeah, I'm really curious. Can you kind of share um, your story with interoception and what inspired you to learn more about this topic and dive deep into it? Because I mean, 20 years, that is almost how old I am. <laughs> so I'm very curious to kind of how you fell into that. And also now, like how the field of interoception has like, how you've seen it evolve over 20 years, because I mean, there must have been so many advances and new discoveries um, within the world of interoception. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, interoception is one of the hottest topics in neuroscience right now, but it hasn't, like you said, it hasn't always been that well known. Um, and honestly, the first modern scientific paper was published about interception in 2002. Um, so it, interception has been talked about for uh, like over a hundred years, but it wasn't oh, really wow. until 2002. Uh, you'll appreciate this because you're, you're a nerdy science lover like me. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guy named Dr. Bud Craig, he's a brilliant neuroscientist. He wrote the first modern um, paper on interoception and talked about like the sense within all of our bodies. Um, wow. And interoception is um, it really helps us to feel our feels, to be able to notice sensations coming from the inside of our body, whether that's a racing heart or tight muscles or a grumbling stomach, um, or, you know, full bladder. Um, and so being able to feel these feels, um, can really provide us with valuable clues about what our body needs for regulation and comfort. Um, and I personally was not very good at, noticing how my body was feeling and really, um, honestly giving myself permission to listen yeah. to what my body needed, um, for regulation, um, and comfort. And so interoception is a, is a really big deal. And thanks to Dr. Craig for really making it a lot, um, more mainstream and popular. Um, I first learned about interception. Unfortunately, I didn't know about it 20 years ago. So I was going about my career as an OT, doing my best to support my clients, but I always felt like there was something missing. Like there's just something, you know, that was really keeping them from 
really getting to their, the goals that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what it was. So when I first read about it, I was like, oh my gosh, interoception has to be a big deal. So like I ran right to my clients and I started asking them lots of questions and asking their families lots of questions. And uh, we, we discovered that interoception is a really big deal for a lot of uh, my clients. And so um, it, that's really what got me hooked on the topic. And I've been a geek um, over it ever since. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like seriously, everything you're saying is just resonating almost so much with like my own research too. And what I've discovered about like autism and eating disorders and their overlap. Um, Cause I truly, truly define interoception as like that missing link that once you discover it, or once it comes on your path, you're like this, like everything kind of, no, not everything, because I mean, so much of the world doesn't make sense, but like it's suddenly a lot of it makes so much more sense now. Cause for me personally, like you say, like interoception allows us to be like aware of feeling the feels and knowing what our body is telling us. Um, And for me personally, growing up, like I often was unable to recognize like what my body was telling me, like with hunger cues, for example, I I still have unreliable hunger cues, but I think for me, like doing interceptive work and becoming more aware of different ways in which hunger cues can present themselves has allowed me to be more in touch with my body and honor them. Whereas in the past, I thought like, oh, a physical, a hunger cue is just a physical tummy rumble. Um, But for everyone, like interoception is so unique and um, the way in which their cues express themselves is so different. Um, So I think that's really the power of doing interoceptive work is that you really learn to listen to and honor your unique body. Um, And I think also what you were saying about how you didn't know 20 years ago about interoception and that um, you had kind of difficulty feeling those feels. I think especially with kind of the society we live in today where we're constantly being distracted by everything and just overstimulated by everything. Um, I mean, like the fact that if you go on public transportation and everyone is just on their phone or behind a screen, it's like no one is really here. No one is really present anymore. Um, And just even when it comes to like mealtimes and eating, like people, I feel like don't sit and just eat anymore. It's like, I need to just down this sandwich while I'm answering this email (laughs) um so like of course you're not gonna be in touch with your hunger and fullness cues if you're literally doing something else while um fulfilling like a vital human need kind of thing and um so yeah kind of um going off that um how do you how does interoception present in autism and how have you um kind of worked through that with your clients and your clients who you said are mostly autistic, but also like no divergent? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I'm going to be very overly general here because like you said, interoception is vastly different for every single person. Um, But what we've learned from a lot of our um, autistic um, clients is that um, for some people, and then this is not just for autistic people, this is for people in general that they 
um, can kind of, we all are like on a range of how aware we are of our internal body sensations. And for some people, they are intensely aware, like they have a yeah. very intense inner experience, inner experience. They notice a lot of different body sensations, maybe all at once, or maybe there's one sensation that is extremely strong. Like, um, for example, people that have panic disorder, you know, when they're experiencing a panic attack, they describe a very intense interceptive signal, right? Whether yeah. it's racing heart or the breathlessness. So that's a, they're feeling that feel very intensely. Um, but then they, on the other end of that range, we know that for some people, their inner experience can be very muted and they completely miss important body signals like that, right. you know, that signal of um, feeling sleepy or feeling full yeah. or feeling hungry or thirsty or stressed out. Um, so everyone falls on that range of awareness. Um, and, uh, I think that, you know, it's like what you're saying, we live in a very distracted society. So I think that contributes to the yeah. autistic inner experience, um, because we also know just from sense, the sensory world in general can be very distracting and stimulating, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> to, the, to an autistic person. I don't need to probably tell you that. I want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about a product I seriously cannot go a day without, and that is NewZest Clean Lean Protein. If you follow me on Instagram at LiveLabelFree, you know my love for NewZest runs deep, and here's why. NewZest has succeeded in creating a plant-based protein that's made from only the highest quality ingredients, has the smoothest texture, and tastes absolutely amazing. They have an incredible range of flavors, each of which has pea protein as the core ingredient. And not just any pea protein, get this, pea protein made from premium European golden peas that have been grown in the rich soils of northern France and processed in Belgium using a patented water-based technique that results in a silky smooth texture. So you can say goodbye to vegan protein powders that are gritty and taste like grass mixed with dog poop. All jokes aside, Clean Lean Protein by Newsest is free of all common allergens like gluten, soy, and dairy, and also contains zero artificial flavors, sweeteners, or additives. And did I mention it tastes absolutely delicious? Whether you follow a plant-based diet, love being active, struggle with gut health, or just want to improve your overall quality of life, Newsest Clean Lean Protein is a must-have in your kitchen. When it comes to flavors, I always find it so hard to choose, but my personal three favorites are the Just Natural, the Probiotic Vanilla, and the Probiotic Cacao. As an autistic person who is fully recovered from an eating disorder, gut health is a top priority of mine, which is why I love that the two probiotic flavors have added probiotics to aid in a healthy digestion. Because let's be honest, no one likes to feel bloated or stopped up. We do, however, like to be stocked up on Newsest, which is why I am so excited to be giving you, my dear listener, a whopping 25% off on Newsest's entire website when you use my code LIVEFREE25 at checkout. 
Simply head over to newsest-usa.com, so that's spelled N-U-Z-E-S-T-U-S-A.com, and use my code LIVEFREE25, spelled L-I-V-F-R-E-E-25, to get 25% off any and all Newsest products of your choosing. I guarantee you will love Newsest as much as I do. And the best part is, even if you don't, Newsest will give you a full refund, no questions asked. So seriously, you have nothing to lose. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and I think, like you said, like not even necessarily an autistic person, but also I think people that are like on that spectrum of being very, very sensitive, um, people with not even per se sensory processing disorder, but I have a lot of um, clients that struggle with disordered eating that are not necessarily autistic, but I would definitely say they are very, very highly sensitive. Um, and I think it's hard to describe or have people who are not highly sensitive to really understand it um because for me often I I mean I live very very far away from my family but when I call them and my mom will say like hi honey like I can immediately be like what's wrong why are you tense why are you stressed and she'll be like I'm not stressed and I'm like oh no you're stressed I can feel it and she's like no 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 I'm fine and then 10 minutes later, she'll be like, Livia, I'm in a huge rush. I have to go right now. And I'm like, see, I knew you were stressed. <laughs> um, and I think that's just like so funny because she was like, how? Like, we're literally like 10,000 miles away. How do you feel that? Um, but I think, yeah, highly sensitive people, we have like, yeah, it's it's so hard to describe because the world is not like built in that way, I guess. Yeah. Um but it's like this, this, this like soul feeling that you have um, within your body that telling you like something is off, something is not right here. Um, so, and also what you said about like the panic disorders, I, it reminded me of um, an article I read about alexithymia. Um, and yeah, so maybe you're just a better person to explain what is alexithymia and how does that um, kind of play into interoception? Yeah, that's a great question. So alexithymia um, is pretty much just a simple definition is just difficulty identifying um, your emotional experience and how you're feeling. Um, and what scientists, neuroscientists are finding is that interoception is really the underlying factor there mm -hmm. that so if you are really struggling to read your bodily sensations, those interceptive sensations that are clues to your emotions. So if you're struggling, whether you're feeling too much and it's really, you're not sure what is important to pay attention to, or maybe you're not feeling enough, you're not getting those reliable clues to let you know exactly how you're feeling in the moment, which then contributes to this alexithymia, like really a hard time identifying in the moment how you're feeling. Um, and so, you know, like we were talking about being, being, um, very sensitive, um, living in a world that's yeah. very intense can um, really impact the interceptive experience, but also 
um, I'm wondering what you think about this, but a lot of my clients share, you know, like when they're reporting their experience when they're younger, a lot of times their experience is accidentally gaslighted by other people. Like you can't oh, yeah. possibly be feeling that you can't yeah. possibly, that cannot possibly be your experience. Yeah. So then they start mistrusting their body. Like that then oh, yeah. what I'm feeling can't be right. You know, so they, that then also compounds right. this interoceptive um, experience for them. So really like um, all the work we're doing is really just about that nurturing, that self-understanding, like getting back connected with yourself, really discovering, you know, your own interoceptive sensations, what they uniquely mean for you. Like you were saying, like what you feel like when you're hungry is different than what I feel like when I'm hungry. Right. right? And we need to yeah. discover that for ourselves. No one can tell us what we feel like. Um, and we have to figure that out for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, what you said about that, that lack of trust. I think that's really such a foundational piece of really mental health in general. And I mean, just also what you said about alexithymia and gaslighting and before what you said about the panic disorders. And that's kind of um, why I wanted to bring alexithymia into this conversation was because the article I read about alexithymia and anxiety, because um, I know that a lot of people who are neurodivergent also struggle with, I mean, other comorbid mental health issues and anxiety is a huge one. Um, and I read that people with anxiety often um, struggle with alexithymia and are, can be over responsive to inner cues of fear or worry. And that's what results in that like anxiety. Um, and then one of my favorite quotes, which comes back to this trust piece is the opposite of anxiety isn't calm, it's trust. Um, and I feel like it almost brings this whole phenomenon we're talking about full circle. Um, because when you have been gaslit, it's like, I feel a certain way. And it's like, oh, you cannot feel like that. Then you don't trust your body, which causes you to be anxious. Um, and because you're anxious, it like, leads to more distrust <laughs> so it's really like a almost self-fulfilling prophecy um and yeah I mean unfortunately with with gaslighting I think it's it's very common for like invisible illnesses and invisible disabilities because you can't necessarily see that someone is really struggling um I mean how often I've been told like come on just suck it up or just be social or just don't be worried I'm like well I am um yeah. and yeah it, it's invalidating and it causes you to feel like you can't fit in and aren't normal and all the things um even though what is normal of course but I always give the um metaphor to people around me like um or to have help people understand like what it means to really physically or even mentally just like whole bodily not be able to just suck it up or just do the thing is saying like well what would you say to someone in a wheelchair with a physical disability would you tell them to just walk up eight flights of stairs in a building with no elevator and they're like no of course not and I'm like well this really isn't any different it's just you cannot see the disability because it's in my brain right. um yeah and I mean it sounds awful but like even with my eating disorder like I often wished that I had a like a, a physical illness that that you could see like like that my DNA was mutated or something like that um and yeah I mean just awful things because I was like then you wouldn't tell me to just eat and just pretend that food wasn't difficult because you'd physically be able to see that 
my body had a hard time with it. Um, so yeah, with, with that said, um, how do you feel that um, loved ones and just supporters can, well, people around you can support someone with who lacks um, interoceptive awareness? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the the best thing to do is to learn about interoception because I think then um, we were talking before we started recording, but I think knowledge can inspire compassion. Like, so if you can really understand what someone is going through, it gives you a better chance of having that compassionate approach. Um, Cause yes. you, like you said, like this, this, these interceptive differences are definitely invisible um, and they are often misunderstood and mislabeled. Um, yes. And, <laughs> yes. Um, and so I think that caregivers and loved ones, if you can just understand interoception and really take the time to get to know um, each person's inner experience and validate it. We all, all of our inner experiences are correct and valid. That's what we are always preaching that, 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 um, statement. And I think that's so important. There is no wrong way to feel. Um, and so I think that if they can spend the time validating that person's experience, it can go miles, especially for someone that has grown up with their inner experience invalidated every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And with the labels, I think like you said, knowledge inspires compassion. And for me, like understanding also what was behind my behavior and behind the way I feel allowed me to not only accept, but embrace all of it. Um, Because I think we are so conditioned by society that like certain emotions are negative and certain emotions are positive or certain things are good and certain things are bad. Um, And this is why I always come back to this idea of live label free, because you can't have happiness without sadness. And I think there's a time and place for every emotion. And I actually had a, a client call last week where she was like, this, I when I feel sad, or when I feel worried, like it's so bad. And and I, I reframed it for her, like, well, if you're, if someone you love passed away, um, like, feeling sad and feeling angry and feeling frustrated would be such almost a positive emotion to feel in that moment, because it's very matching for the situation, like, it wouldn't make sense for you to feel happy all the time. Because if, if something did, an event did occur in your life, or you experienced something that made your body anxious or made your body tense up like a quote-unquote negative or bad emotion would help you to get through that um and it's like really the whole thing with um that you you can't have one or the other like if you were always happy if happiness was the only emotion that existed like we would be super boring and like if sadness didn't exist then happiness would also not exist because everything would just be neutral and a flat line the whole time um because life is so so dynamic and everything is constantly shifting um but I think this also can almost make life more difficult for autistic people and people that are highly sensitive because we also struggle with change and change is the only constant so it's like Yeah, really finding that balance. Are you ready to kick extreme hunger to the curb and finally feel satisfied in every sense of the word? Well, you are in luck because I have created the world's very first course that teaches you exactly how to beat extreme hunger and overcome all of the challenges that come with it. 
Whether you want to learn how to get rid of mental hunger, heal your digestive issues, accept weight gain, let go of food guilt, or all of that and more, my course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, is the all-in-one resource I wish I had during one of the scariest periods of my life. Full of video presentations, lessons, and worksheets, my course combines scientific research with years of personal experience to yield a step-by-step framework that provides you with tangible action steps. People who have worked through the course have regained their periods, let go of food guilt, and completely shifted their mindset to come from a place of fear and scarcity to a newfound love for life all in just eight weeks. The best part is, I am so confident that this course is exactly what you need to achieve a life of freedom that I offer a 100% satisfaction, risk-free guarantee, meaning if you go through the course, put in the work, and don't get any results, I'll give you a full refund, no questions asked. So truly, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Enroll in my Extreme Hunger course today by clicking the link in the description below or visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. That's livelabelfree, like the name of this podcast, dot com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. I am beyond excited for you to let go of a life that revolves around food and instead gain a life that revolves around your life. After all, you've only got one. Now, let's get back to today's episode. And what you said about um, loved ones and caregivers um, learning about interoception, how would you um, advise or recommend people start doing this? Because I think like you said, it's a hot topic. And when you go to Dr. Google and you look one word up, you get thousands, if not millions of bazillions of search results. And um, sometimes it can lead to analysis paralysis. And you're like, <laughs> which also has to do with interoception. <laughs> um, like everything does, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often get questions from parents too, who are like, I really want to support my child going through an eating disorder or um, having difficulty with um, they're autistic traits, but I have no idea where to start. Like, can you direct me to some resources? Um, cause I know you have your book. Um, so do you want to kind of share a bit more about that and, um, some other resources that you recommend, um, for people that are like, wow, I just discovered this world of interoception and I need some pebbles to be laid out on my path. <laughs> yeah. Well, on my website, um, it's Kelly dash mauler.com mm-hmm. um if you yeah, go I'll there link, i'll link that in the show notes too okay. for everyone listening all right thank you um yeah if you go to my website um we have a whole entire section um for free resources and mm-hmm. we're really we're really passionate about taking this um interception science and translating it into like easily understandable, digestible uh, pieces of information. So depending on how you best learn, we have um, different free blog posts on many different interoception related topics. We have videos, a video series on what is interoception. We have free printables. So 
Um, if you, I think that's a really good place to start. And then we have lots of paid resources too. Like you said, we have books and we have online courses, but I mean, I, I like a good bargain. So the free, the free resources is a good place. <laughs> good place yes. Well, I definitely agree. But I think also with the courses, because I mean, I'm also a course creator. I think if you really do enjoy and get a lot out of the free resources, I mean, you're going to get even more out of the courses. Um, And that's why they are paid because they are so valuable. And I always say like, when you pay for something, when you invest in something, you're so much more likely to actually digest it and actually work on it because it's like, I paid for this. I need to get something out of it, you know? Um, so, and I mean, I can personally attest, like I, I watched your course on with Kim Clary on autism and eating disorders. And I think for any healthcare professionals, parents, loved ones, really, even someone who is struggling with an eating disorder, I learned so so much from that course and I mean this is my work this is what I do day and night yes even when I'm sleeping and dreaming <laughs> as I'm sure you can relate to yes, I um but yeah so many great tips in there about um distinguishing the difference between what's coming from the autism and what's coming from the eating disorder um and how how you can accommodate your recovery from disordered eating to really tailor tailor it to your autism and um, I always like to say use your autism as an advantage in recovery because I think um, because there are so many overlaps with autism and eating disorders um, for me personally I truly believe that my eating disorder was a manifestation of my autism um, because the literal thinking the need for rigidity and routine um, difficulty with change um, difficulty being social really everything if you combine that with food and exercise, like no pun intended, it's literally a recipe for an eating disorder. Um, So when you can really learn to distinguish, um, this is my autism, and it doesn't have to manifest into food and exercise, and you really become aware, Um, like you said, knowledge inspires compassion for yourself and your process. Um, I think it, it really empowered me to to go into recovery and to view my life in in a more unique light and not box myself into this like this is what recovery looks like and this is how it has to go because as with everything in life everyone is so unique and what works for one person will not work for their neighbor and vice versa um so you did just mention um labels and how um, in interceptive work and when there's like no compassion there's a lot of labels thrown around mm-hmm. um, because I mean this is the live label free podcast like we have to be very on theme here yeah. what are some labels that you've kind of seen thrown around um, and how has um, interceptive work with clients helped their loved ones I guess let go of these labels yeah. So if str- someone is really struggling with interceptive awareness, um, there's a lot of surface terms thrown around by people that don't understand or take yeah. the time to get to know that person's inner experience. So things like um, they're non-compliant, um, they're oppositional, they are manipulative, they yeah. are a behavior problem, um, things like that. And like, there's even like official diagnoses, like oppositional defiant disorder. Like to I me, that, that diagnosis is a complete joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I'm actually reading a book right now um, about the connection between autism and ADHD. Mm-hmm. And it's a mom, it's a mom who has 
we know divergent kids and she she wrote this book because she was like they were all diagnosed with ODD <laughs> um and she's like this is the system is so messed up um it is. Yeah. So no, yeah, I completely so agree with you. That, that diagnosis is just describing a set of outward behaviors that someone didn't yeah. take the time to understand. Right. And so someone, um, and I wish I would remember who told me this. Cause I, I repeat this all the time. They told me that ODD should really stand for O dig deeper. And I love that so, so much. <laughs> Yeah. So if we um, go along with that theme, all of these surface um, terms really fail to acknowledge and validate that person's inner interoceptive experience. So if we can take the time to work alongside our clients to set up a process where they can, you know, do that self-discovery to really connect with their body, figure out these clues, it can lead to that that regulation that we were talking about earlier, that better self-care. Um, and then those outward quote unquote behaviors yeah. definitely start to also um, decline as well. And um, so. Yeah, yeah. And I think this again, really ties back to that trust piece um, because for me, I mean, I was forced in and out of eating disorder treatment for <laughs> over seven years um, because I was, rebellious I was manipulative I was non-compliant um and because the more people in treatment told me come on just eat I was like well the more I was just gonna not eat um or the more I had to listen to the therapist and do the activities that I didn't want to do myself I would manipulate the system and get out of things and just do everything to almost prove to them like you cannot tell me what to do and I think especially for autistic people who want who crave control and want to be in control I mean the more you're going to pressure them and force them to do something that's not intrinsically coming from them and is not aligned with um their inner experience it it will lead to yeah quote-unquote behavior that will come across as defiant and oppositional but what it really is is just them wanting to be themselves and wanting to be seen and wanting to be validated um and yeah like I said, trust is a huge piece of that for me, because when I felt like people were telling me what to do, it it was because they didn't trust that I could do it on my own. Um, and when you are setting up this kind of dynamic of you can't be trusted because you're oppositional and you're defiant and you're manipulative, it just leads to a whole range of more tension and just more mental health issues because you grasp to other things like disordered eating for that control that other people are taking away from you. Um, so yeah, I just think, again, it, it all comes back to being label free, because when you remove these, these labels and just allow people to fully be themselves without labels attached, like you don't create this tension, and you don't have to walk on eggshells, because everyone can be who they are, and you can work with them and you can be compassionate towards them and um yeah just create a a mutual understanding and in every sense of the word um so I think that's just so so valuable um so I feel like we've talked about so so much um and I'm totally my brain is just filled with so much like knowledge and insight (laughs) I don't even know where to jump off next um so I'm gonna ask you is there anything else that you wanted to share um or just insights you wanted to give to our listeners or anyone um who 
who wants to either improve their interoception or um, support someone with who struggles with interoceptive awareness? Um, well, I love what you, everything that you just said, but that mutual <laughs> understanding, I think that is like the key right there, you know, and that's what really interoception work is all about because, you know, not only am I helping my clients to understand themselves, I am also learning about them through that journey and developing that understanding with then that understanding helps me to be a better therapist for them and, you know, continue to support their goals. Um, so really that mutual understanding, I think is so, um, important. Um, and I, and I'll repeat this again, cause I think it's really important, but there is no wrong way to feel, um, an interception journey can be a really hard thing to do some days. Um, and really yeah. connecting with yourself, learning about your body. It's not easy. I think that just to put that out there too, if someone starts this interoception journey, um, there's a lot of support systems out there. We have a Facebook group called Introception, the eighth sensory system. So that's another really nice free oh, resource great. to, to yeah. connect, with, connect with people. Um, yeah, I'll put, I'll put all the resources in the show notes too, for anyone. Um, cause I know we mentioned quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yeah. And, um, I, you mentioned Kim Clary, um, she's a colleague of mine. She's, um, an occupational therapist. She's also autistic and also, um, has an eating disorder. So, uh, she's the one that I did that course with and you mentioned yes. and her website and work is also amazing. And I hope that she comes on your podcast one day. Yes, we will definitely arrange for her to come on as a guest soon um, because I think having conversations with like-minded individuals that are so passionate about spreading awareness and advocating for the importance of mental health and interoception and um, really all these hip topics that I think are just so generally misunderstood is so so important because as you said um that I resonate with too is like going on this journey is not easy because I mean life isn't easy um but when you commit to yourself and commit to your well-being and really do um really gain an understanding of yourself and allow yourself and give yourself permission to fully embrace the unique human that you are I think your outlook on life is just become so much more positive um for me personally like one thing that I've started doing every single day for really the past several years now um I started doing it when I committed to recovery from my eating disorder but that was um writing down like three to five things I'm grateful for every single night like it's a small action but it's the small consistent actions taken over time that lead to change um because that's how our brains work and I think it's kind of similar for the interoception journey um like it doesn't have to be big and scary overwhelming or overwhelming it's all about um, working some working with someone who understands and is compassionate um, and can really hold your hand and guide you every step of the way. Um, and over time, you will one day look back and be like, wow, I've come so far yes. um, because it is a lifelong journey. I mean, um, I don't know if you know Glennon Doyle. She wrote the book Untamed. Um, she has this one quote that I just love, and that is, um, discovering your purpose may take a lifetime and luckily a lifetime is exactly how long you have um yeah I just love that so much because it just goes to show how we're all learning we're all constantly learning change is the only constant um and through every little experience how minor or major or insignificant it may seem 
may seem, we are becoming more in touch with ourselves and we are learning more about ourselves um, and who we truly are. Um, so yeah, <laughs> is there anything you wanted to um, say to that? Uh, I don't think I can beat that. That was really well said. So I think that's a great conclusion. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I mean, it was, it's been so, so great connecting with you. Like I said, it's just connecting with like-minded individuals who share the same passions just lights me up so much more than anything I can even imagine. Um, and I have no doubt that our audience will get so much value from this um, because anyone listening to this is probably just like us and loves to geek out on all the science and um, the self-awareness and self-love and everything. Um, so um, just for our listeners, if they want to learn more about you and your services or get in touch with you, what would be the best, um, most accessible way to do so? Probably my website. Um, okay. Great. Yeah. And there is a contact Kelly button on there. So if they want to send yeah. a direct message, you can do it that way or check out those free resources that we were mentioning earlier in the show. Amazing. Yeah. I, um, I got in touch with you through the contact form and just, the magic of the contact form, right? Because yeah. now <laughs> I am talking to you on my podcast, something that five months ago, I was like, I cannot, like, Kelly Mahler is going, is you on my dream guest list. And for months, I was like, well, she's like huge on in the interception world. Like, I don't know if my podcast is good enough for her. Um, but I took the leap and I went through the anxiety and trusted that the worst thing that, that could happen is she doesn't reply. And um thanks to the contact form. Yeah, here so, we are. I'm so yeah. glad you uh, um, took a leap of faith and, and submitted that you. contact form because it was a real honor to, to be on your podcast. So thank, thank you so. so much. Yeah, it's been such an honor chatting with you, getting to know you. And I hope that we can get to know each other better and do so much more in the future. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, thank you for everyone listening. Um, we will... I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.